The White Sox bullpen gave up 11 runs in relief, and the Sox fell to the Guardians in 11 innings. It was one of the most bizarre games of the season. Uh, Kopech, however, was outstanding. Pollock and Sheets actually provided some offense, uh, but Sox fans everywhere are asking, what happened? You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Uh, hey, I'm your host, Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Uh, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I uh, really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Lucas Giolito is going to try to get things back on track for the Sox, and uh, Michael Kopech was just outstanding uh, Monday night. Uh, but first, I think I could speak for all White Sox fans when I say what happened last night. Uh, State of the Sox, they are back to 500, 14 and 14. It was a warm, windy night uh, on Monday night on the south side of Chicago. It was south side Monday. A lot of offense. Uh, we just didn't think it was going to happen the way it did. Uh, Sox lose to the Guardians 12-9. to uh, One of the more dejecting games of the season, no doubt. Uh, White Sox were on cruise control, uh, heading uh, to their seventh win in a row. Uh, when things completely fell apart. Uh, it was a wild, wild game um, on the south side. Josh Naylor for the Guardians had a grand slam and a three-run home run, uh, eight RBIs in the game for Cleveland, while Jose Ramirez went 0 for 4, uh, but it was Josh Naylor uh, that killed the Sox. Um, all the things that were going right uh, for the White Sox during that uh, winning streak, uh, mainly bullpen, solid bullpen, and solid defense. Uh, the wheels completely came off in the ninth inning. Uh, bullpen imploded. So did the defense. White Sox were up 8-2, to two, uh, and the Guardians got six runs in the ninth. Uh, Hendricks gave up a grand slam, uh, as we mentioned, to Naylor to tie things up. At eight, just speechless. If you didn't watch it, uh, you wouldn't believe uh, what happened. Uh, it, it was really all White Sox uh, until the ninth. I mean, good on Cleveland for not giving up, um, but it was just uh, ugly, uh, devastating. Uh, the bullpen featured Kelly, Foster, Banks, Hendricks, Lopez, and Burr for the White Sox as it went into extra innings. Uh, as we mentioned, bullpen gave up 11 runs, six of them earned, 10 hits. Uh, White Sox committed four errors. They now have 26 errors in 28 games. 
Uh, Kelly was the only real bright spot uh, in the bullpen, although Foster wasn't too bad. Um, did, did give up a run, but uh, it was great to see Kelly in a White Sox uniform. He was pretty electric. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, the White Sox had a chance in the ninth. Uh, Sox had the bases loaded, three walks by Cleveland pitching. Engel was at the plate, and Ramirez just made an absolutely outstanding play uh, to rob Engel of potentially extra base hits. I mean, Engel could have potentially even, you know, got on base and beaten that out, but Ramirez not, not only made the play at third uh, with two outs, but also made the throw. Uh, Cleveland went ahead and scored uh, in the 10th off of Lopez. Sox came right back in the bottom of the 10th. Uh, Pollock with a big base hit uh, that advanced Engel to third. He was at second as kind of that ghost runner. Uh, McGuire gets Engel home to tie it. Garcia bunts everybody over. Uh, Cleveland walks Tim Anderson to load the bases up with one out. Uh, and then Mankata couldn't get it done. Abreu couldn't get it done. And then the 11th inning, uh, Josh Naylor uh, with the nail in the coffin. Um, it just unreal how close the White Sox were um, to making it seven games in a row. I mean, this was one of those games where you just hope you, you hope it doesn't carry over into the next day. Um, and what was buried in this is, is the outstanding performance by Kopech. And, um, you know, Pollock and, and Sheets were able to get on the board offensively. We'll talk a little bit more about Sheets. But Pollock, you know, had, had a, a big three-run home run. Uh, he got a hit in extras. Um, it, it just – all of the things that were going right for the Sox during this winning streak – uh, completely came crumbling down, not throughout the game, but just in the ninth inning. Um, it was, uh, again, something that I think all Sox fans, you know, you're waking up and you're just shaking your head. I can't believe that actually happened. Uh, and I, I'm sure Cleveland fans are saying the same thing to themselves. Did that really happen last night? Did we come back from that deficit in the ninth? Uh, Hendricks, who's been lights out uh, during this winning streak, uh, comes in and gives up a grand slam to Josh Naylor, and then Naylor uh, hits a three-run homer in the 11th. Eight RBIs uh, for him. Um, just absolutely unreal. But, you know, the Sox had not been scoring a lot of runs uh, during their six-game winning streak. And uh, like, like we had predicted, with the warmer weather, wind blowing around, uh, that there was going to be some offense. And there uh, there sure were. Uh, 21 runs scored in the game. Um, it was, uh, you know, it, it could it could have been more. There was some good defense uh, by Cleveland, as we talked about. Uh, but uh, really disappointing. Um, you know, Mankata had a, rough, had a rough night back. He had one of the errors, uh, was kind of lifeless at the plate. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about him. Uh, later on in this episode. I mean, despite the outcome of Monday's game, still just oh, dejecting. Uh, I'm going to tell you why Michael Kopech's performance was uh, a big deal. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's 
uh, basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Uh, Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Uh, for your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts taking fans through the season like no other. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so starting pitching was also a, uh, a highlight for the White Sox during uh, their lo- their winning streak, their six-game winning streak. We talked about how solid the bullpen was in the defense. You know, again, they weren't scoring a ton of runs, but they were getting some timely hitting. It was their lockdown bullpen um, and their starting pitching. Well, starters only gave up seven runs during the six-game winning streak, and it was Michael Kopech's turn to kind of continue uh, the momentum and keep things uh, going for the White Sox. And uh, it was a bit of a tricky first inning. I'm going to start to talk about this inning, and we'll kind of finish it when we get more into the offensive piece. Um, Kopech threw uh, nine extra pitches in the first inning, uh, and Cleveland got an early run because Gavin Sheets could not make a routine catch uh, in right field. Trust me, more on that. Uh, in a little bit. Uh, Kopech, though, settled down after that, uh, getting the breaking uh, ball over for first pitch, uh, for strike. Um, He had the fastball working. Uh, Fastball, man, sitting at 95, 96 miles per hour with movement. Uh, He had 81 pitches in the sixth, and uh, he was still hitting 96, 97 miles per hour to strike out Miller. Uh, He was at 88 pitches, and he hit 98 miles per hour. Uh, Remember what uh, LaRusa said uh, a while ago. He talked about how as the game goes on, Kopech gets stronger, and that uh, was the case. Uh, It was the sixth inning, uh, and Charlie uh, Ramos uh, was behind the plate. Uh, The umpire missed some real critical calls in the sixth inning. Kopech was visually... Uh, frustrated. You could see it, uh, mouth some things, his body language, um, threw kind of a wild pitch, his next pitch, when that should have been a strike three, uh, Ramos missed the call. Uh, but Kopech, you know, refocused, came back, uh, regained his composure, and gets a big strikeout to end the sixth inning. I mean, that is a big deal uh, for him to not let things unravel. He was getting squeezed by the home plate ump. He, he was able to come back, focus, and, and dialed in and, and threw a fastball, uh, upper 90s, uh, to get out of that inning. I mean, he was not just throwing on Monday night. Kopech was pitching, and it was awesome to watch. Uh, it's unfortunate that Kopech's performance is buried in this implosion of the bullpen and defense. Uh, Kopech's final line, six innings, uh, two hits, one run, zero earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Kopech's ERA is 0.93. Benetti called it one of his best outings of his career. Um, It was a real joy to watch. Uh, Joe Kelly came in uh, in the seventh, which was great to see Kelly in a White Sox uniform. He was pretty electric himself. 99 miles per hour 
his fastball with horizontal movement. I mean, he is going to be a weapon coming out of that bullpen uh, if he can stay uh, healthy. Um, he gave up a, you know, a couple hits, nothing terribly hit uh, hard by Cleveland. They had two men on with two outs, and then there was a comeback or right to Joe Kelly. Uh, and if you watched it, or you saw the replay, you kind of chuckled a little bit. Uh, Kelly fielded the comebacker, and he just sprinted to first and uh, got the out himself. No harm, no foul. And, you know, at this point, it, you know, it was cruise control. Uh, the Sox were getting some offense. Uh, Sheets was in right field to start the game on Monday. And, you know, I mentioned he committed the error uh, early in the game in the first inning. I mean, there was nothing advanced about the play. It was a fly ball to right field that he had to trot in, uh, literally open his glove, then close it to catch the ball. And it, it, it just, he completely missed it. It hit right out of his glove. Uh, and Stone was starting to make a bunch of excuses for uh, Sheets. Maybe it was the lights in his eye. I think that's pathetic. It's simply a, a guy that does not play outfield. He's not a natural natural outfielder trying to play right field, and he was trying to play left field in Boston. He should not be out there uh, in, in the outfield. Uh, it was a routine play, and you've got a healthy Adam Engel, a finally a healthy Adam Engel on the bench ready to go. He's a natural outfielder, and why is he on the bench? Because Engel is a right-handed batter, and you got Plesak on the hill for Cleveland. That's a right-handed pitcher. It's all about the matchups. So Sheets, of course, um, you know, made up for his mistake, uh, which was great for Sheets. Happy for Sheets. He needed it. Uh, he clubbed a three-run homer uh, to put the Sox up uh, four to one uh, pretty early. Happy for him. Uh, you know, I'm sure he was very aggravated at himself. Um, but honestly, you know, yeah, it was great that he flexed that power, but I still don't think you should have, you know, sheets out there regularly in the outfield. And I don't think that's going to be the case long-term once Vaughn hopefully comes back healthy soon. Um, I, it would be nice to see sheets, you know, as a DH, but they're trying to manage Grandal's innings behind the plates. So you got Grandal. um, you know, as the DH, cause you could get the power from the left-handed side. Uh, so McGuire's catching a lot. I, I just, it, it's weird seeing Adam Engel, um, you know, who's, who can give you plus defense and he could swing a bat. You know, he's going to run into a few too, sitting on the bench as a natural outfielder as Sheets is trying to figure things out uh, out there in right field. So it's honestly, the question is, do you want a plus defender out there on a regular basis or do you want to have Sheets in the lineup because he's a lefty bat and he can maybe run into one uh, every now and then. I mean, that's the big question. Uh, Adam Engel eventually got into the game. I believe it might have been the seventh or eighth as a defensive replacement, which is what happened over the weekend in Boston. He uh, he came in sometimes in the sixth or seventh to replace uh, Sheets. Obviously, Sheets is a liability out there defensively, and they don't want him out there late in the game. Um, again, good good for Sheets. You know, I'm glad he got that home run. Um, especially at that moment, uh, he needed it because I know he was beating himself up. But again, I'm going with Adam Engel on a regular basis. I'll take the defense over the every now and then uh, home run from Sheets. Um, there was a lot of offense from the Sox. You know, during their six-game winning streak, uh, Sox uh, had not scored over four runs 
in any of the games. I mean, their run differential was plus 11. Uh, coming into the game, sacks were at 3.30 runs per game on average, which was 27th in all of baseball. Cleveland uh, was uh, all in third in all of baseball with 4.71 runs per game. Um, obviously, both of those teams exceeded uh, those averages. Sacks scored nine runs on Monday. Um, they knocked Plesak out of the game in the seventh. Uh, Lurie with a hustle. Uh, beats out an infield hit, misplayed by the second baseman, then a big double in the gap by T.A. Lurie comes around. It was 5-1 to one at that point by the Sox. And then uh, A.J. Pollock with a huge three-run home run. Talk about guys that needed it. Uh, Pollock with a bomb in the eighth inning. Um, you know, I don't know who needed it more, Pollock or Sheets. I feel like the fact that Pollock is going to be an everyday uh, outfielder, he's a natural outfielder, uh, we needed his bat to get going. That was huge for him. And again, he also had a hit in extras. Uh, Mankato, one for four, got on base a few times. Uh, he was hitting in the uh, two spots. So look for that uh, consistently. Now, I'll talk a little bit more about, you know, what, what the pressures that could be on Mankata. Uh, it was talked about in the pregame by Guillen on NBC Sports Chicago. But again, you know, Hey, Mankata isn't going to be the savior. Hopefully he can just have some fun, stay healthy. We've got other guys to pitch in. Would love to Mankata for Mankata to join, you know, the offensive party, but he'll get there. I think he needs a couple games, uh, but one for four uh, Monday and got on base a few times. Uh, the warm weather is going to remain on the south side. I'm uh, going to tell you why there'll be more offense. And if, Ju and if Lucas Giolito can get things back on track, uh, more on that. Uh, in a moment. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts and avail all the parts available for your car or truck. A right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Uh, some news and notes that I was uh, pouring over uh, before the game on Monday, uh, you know, with the Sox coming back uh, from the road trip, and they're going to be at home uh, for the next uh, six days. Uh, Rick Hahn spoke a little bit, so did uh, TLR, about some of the players we've been kind of thinking about and what we might expect from some of them. Uh, Vince Velasquez is going to go on Wednesday. Uh, there was some thought of, well, maybe Johnny Cueto might pitch on Wednesday, uh, but it sounds like the Sox want to see um, another start from Cueto in Charlotte. Uh, Han said that it's more probable for Lance Lynn to be coming back in early June than perhaps the late May uh, predictions that, were uh, talked about earlier in the season, and perhaps Lynn will even need a rehab stint. Uh, Andrew Vaughn took some swings 
in a cage, and he could come back from the IL on Thursday, but it sounds like that probably won't happen at that time. Uh, Aaron Bummer went on the IL uh, with a right knee. Uh, LaRusa said Bummer felt a tug on the back of his right knee during his last appearance Friday, and he's headed to the injured list. Uh, so obviously Han continues to be bullish uh, on Gavin Sheets. You know, Berger sent down uh, to Charlotte to make room for uh, Mancata and Kelly coming back up. I, I, it's honestly, I guess it's a it's a lack of versatility from Berger. Um, and I, I just want to know what the plan is for Berger. I mean, if he's major league ready, you know, what's the end goal? Is it just to kind of sit him as maybe a a trade piece or insurance or depth. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was liking his bat. I think he was starting to come around a little bit, but you know, he's only really able to play one position. I don't think they're really, they're ready to have him at second base or try him at second base. So he's one of those guys that like, what are you going to do with him? If, if some team comes asking, uh, you know, in, in summer and midsummer and says, Hey, you know, can we, you know, get a package together and they want Berger to be part of it. Like, I don't, the Sox have to entertain that. What are you doing with Berger right now? Uh, there is no place for him, it looks like, on the Major League Ball Club. Um, Han also said that, you know, with Mankata coming back, it's not solely on Mankata's shoulders to carry the team. And I think that's a, a really good point. Um, you know, fans everywhere are, have been really itching to see what Mankata can do, like what we saw uh, in Charlotte, and hoping that he was able to provide immediately. It's it, He's going to need some time, but it's not all, it doesn't all have to happen from Mankata. And and Gian had, a, had a, several comments uh, in the pregame on NBC Sports Chicago, just talking about, you know, let, let him play. Let Mankata do his thing. Mankata just needs to relax and, and play his game. And, you know, he'll catch up to speed and he'll be providing in a matter of no time. So uh, I, I'm hoping, especially with this warm weather sticking around Chicago, uh, I, he's going to get into the act. I, I really do. I think Mankata's going to get into the act and we're going to see him uh, go off soon. Uh, Lucas Giolito starts for the Sox on Tuesday. Giolito has four starts uh, so far in this 2022 season. He's got a one and one record with an ERA of 3.20. Uh, 32 strikeouts in 19 and two-thirds innings. Uh, Giolito has not pitched against the Cleveland Guardians yet uh, this year. Lifetime, Lucas Giolito is 3-3 three and three with an ERA of 2.00 and 71 strikeouts and 10 appearances. Um, so looking forward to Giolito uh, having a quality start. Uh, keep this string of uh, great starts in place. Hopefully, you know, we went through a lot of bullpen arms on Monday, uh, and I'm hoping that Giolito can go kind of deep into the game. They'll allow him to go deep in the game uh, because I think our bullpen's a little thin, uh, and I hopefully, you know, they've got a short memory and we can get things back on track on Tuesday. Uh, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. And you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present 
It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Coming up on the next episode, we'll recap game two of the Cleveland series. And was Giolito able to get the Sox uh, back on track? Really appreciate you making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.